This podcast is for PR pros who are looking to discover the best strategies for landing their dream retainer clients and scoring them top tier media coverage. I'm your host, Jen Burson, and I want you to have a fulfilling career in PR that totally lights you up without sacrificing your personal or family time or your sanity. Welcome to the Pitching Powerhouse Podcast. Oh my God. I am so excited for you guys to listen in on this chat with brand groupies, Lauren Janess and Carrie Bellog. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, they are so fun and awesome and their energy is infectious. It's really a great chat with two PR industry veterans. Um, it makes them sound very old. <laughs> they do have over 45 years of combined experience doing fashion PR just between the two of them. And they found a way to leverage that fashion expertise to work with commercial architecture, engineering, and construction brands on their marketing and social media and PR, which for me initially was like, a big leap to wrap my head around. And that's coming from me. I went from law to PR, but it's really cool how they tell their story and they're able to kind of make these, these, you know, not so traditionally cool companies really sexy through amazing branding, cohesive messaging. Um, and they really have a passion for their clients and they have just a great strategy for going for fewer better clients where they can get in really deep and, you know, just really make an impact for companies that they truly believe in. And one of the things they've done is they coined this term, so PR, which is the fusion of PR and social media, because they see that the two really go hand in hand and that they can leverage and amplify each other's efforts that they're making through social and PR all to the benefit of the client. So they have this really cool approach for promoting these companies and they are doing all the things, you know, including branding and building websites. And they also align messaging across all disciplines so that they can make a really memorable impact. And it allows them, it's very cool because they're turning these formerly kind of stuffy businesses and the founders into the rock stars of their industry through this so PR magic. So and they become the ultimate groupies for their clients, hence brand groupies. Um, but we had a really good talk about how they're able to do all of this and balance being moms. I can't wait for you to listen in such an energizing conversation with Lauren Janest and Carrie Bellog. Hi, guys. Welcome to our show. Lauren, Carrie, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for, oh, having, thank us. You for having us. We're excited. I love it. I love that you're actually in the same room. It's like yes. progress <laughs> is happening. Um, yeah. And then uh, so you're located in New Jersey. You just told me that Correct. you're in Red Bank, New Jersey, Red Bank, um, New Jersey, south of, of Manhattan. Oh, so awesome. Um, well, okay, we've, you know, introduced you to our audience and told them a little bit about brand groupies, but I'd love to hear from both of you, actually, how did you two get your start in PR and in social media? 
um, and would love to hear kind of about the creation story for your business. Oh, sure. Awesome. I'm a few years older than Lauren, and I actually um, uh, majored in PR and journalism at the University oh. of Maryland. And um, I just, I had an um, internship in PR and it happened to be at a fashion PR firm. And I said, oh, mm. I like fashion. And my minor was Italian. And I said, oh, I love it. Italy and there's a lot of fashion in Italy. So um, I ended up doing fashion PR for many years, um, producing fashion shows. I lived in Milan for almost three years wow. and uh, worked with a lot of uh, global designers and then um, ended up in the watch industry doing uh, PR for Gucci watches and Hublot uh, watches. <laughs> so my whole career was kind of uh, fashion uh, back in the day. And, uh, you know, then since then, you know, started uh, brand groupies. But Lauren and I have a, a crossover story kind of um, in the early days of, of my career. Yes. I um, So I went to the University of Delaware and was a communications major. Okay. And- I was a comms major too at UCSB. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, came from a meeting and I referenced comms and they were like, what's, what's comms? that? I was like, communications. <laughs> um, so I actually joined a sorority and I met um, Carrie's younger sister, Holly, who became my big sister in my sorority. And oh. Carrie at the time was a couple, is a couple years older and she was working in New York. She was working already in fashion and we used to go up during New York Fashion Week in February and September and we would visit her and we'd all cram into her tiny little apartment and go to the best parties and runway get shows. Get the best gift bags. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember one night we met, I met Gary Peter at one of her parties oh. and, um, and it was just so much fun and I said, you know what, this is what I want to do. I've always been interested in fashion and I grew up in Pennsylvania so there was no one there that I knew of doing fashion PR. I didn't even know this whole realm existed. So it was a really natural fit. When I graduated, I I worked in-house at a big global couture brand called Escada. And then I moved Mm -hmm. to a boutique agency where I got kind of the best of both worlds. I got to work on um, big events for brands like Hermes and Chanel and Burberry and back at Escada again. And then on a day-to-day basis, I was working with lots of different fun fashion brands. And then I went on to um, work at an agency and run their fashion and lifestyle division for 14 years. But I always stayed in touch with Carrie. Yeah. I always, you know, followed along in her path and would get together with her. And and so she's very much a huge part of my professional story. And then it's just a small world. A couple of years ago, I moved um, nearby in her area where she had grown up and uh, reconnected and, and ended up joining the business. Oh, my God. Wow. You guys just <laughs> la- listed off all of my... <laughs> aspirational brands, you know, all the best, coolest, like what a, what a career, what amazing opportunities thank you've both you. had. Oh, thank you. Yes. Wow. And to live in Milan, what was that like? Oh, it was great. You know, I think everyone thinks, oh, fashion is so glamorous. And this kind of is a tie into where we are today. <laughs> yeah. And it was, it was not that glamorous at all. I mean, it was cutthroat. It was stressful. It was times toxic, you know, so it, you know, and, you know, it was really the best training ground. Like we always say, if you, if you work in fashion, you can work in any industry. And, um, you know, and it's, it's so interesting because Milan, it was awesome. I learned Italian and that was my goal to, to learn Italian and, you know, really, um, work with international designers and the goal was to then come back to new york and work for you know italian companies and then travel back and forth that that was the mm-hmm. ultimate goal but um it's so funny because 
it, um, it got to the point where when I had kids, I said, I can't do this fashion life anymore, like doing parties at night. And it was so exciting. And, but at the time it was just, um, too much. And that's when, you know, that's when things shifted. And I actually opened up a children's play-based business in, uh, Brooklyn, um, when I had kids, because I said, you know what I want to do, I want to be an entrepreneur. And I always had that in my blood and, um, so we, I did that for a few years and I said, I'm never moving back to the suburbs. I'm, I'm a city girl for life. And, um, turns out I moved back for family <laughs> and, um, started brand groupies. And at, at the mm -hmm. time I just thought, you know what? I, um, I wasn't looking for fashion brands. It was kind of like, I loved helping entrepreneurs. I had had my own company. I worked in PR, so I was helping small businesses. And then, um, what really, uh, it was a, a lucky opportunity where I started, I got the opportunity to, to do social media for a, an architecture and design firm in Manhattan. And I thought, Hey, you know what? I was in fashion design, you know, how different can it be? I, I can do this. And then fell in love with that industry, with the AEC industry, architecture, engineering, and construction. And mm. when Lauren and I, um, you know, connected, it was like, all right, this is our jam. This is like, you know, we really love, you know, adding our fashion stamp and our fashion mm -hmm. eye to traditional cookie, you know, brands that we thought, oh, these are, you know, how many um, multi-million right? companies we thought their marketing would be on par with fashion, but no, it was a surprise it was. that it wasn't. So we were just doing our, our normal thing, working, you know, 200% like we did in fashion. And we, we actually were making a mark in these industries that never had that before. Yeah, it kind of resonates. I've seen you say it, Jen. If you kind of pick a niche and you go mm -hmm. deeply, you really become an expert there. And I think that we took our 20 plus years of fashion training um, and we applied it to these more traditional traditional industries. And what happened was well, by making them a bit sexier and by making them stand out both on social and starting to, to bring their the faces behind the brands, their leadership team, from a PR perspective to the forefront, we were able to, to really make a big impact on their businesses and create, you know, the faces behind the brand to become a bit more known um, in the industry. Mm. And it's about, you know, staying in their industry and then a little bit outside of the industry too when it comes to the PR approach. But it's taking all that training that we had learned and applying it into industries that surprisingly, you know, a lot of a lot of their marketing or their, you know, VPs of marketing are really more responsible for writing new business proposals. Um, mm -hmm. We're not doing the traditional marketing roles that we think of. Um, so it's been it's been so much fun, and we keep expanding and growing in this space, and really try to stay in, in that niche. Oh my god, I have a million questions right now. Um, the one that just flew into my head at the very end, and I hope I can go back to the other ones. This is sort of off topic, but because you have become the go tos in this space, and it's really really niche down, which I love. Um, Yes, and I, you, you're right. I preach that all the time and look at what it's done for you to carve out that niche and to like bring this sexiness and this branding expertise to an industry that desperately needed it because their creations are so amazing and, uh, you know, elevated, um, but their branding isn't. Do you encounter any kind of challenges with conflicts among competing um, clients? No, I think so far we've been really fortunate. They're complementary, yeah. but they're yeah. not 
They're not competitors. And it's almost different from the fashion agency model where you would work with lots of different fashion brands. You might work with a few denim companies. You might work with a few watch brands. Um, You know, we've been very fortunate to be growing in a way that that all of our clients are complementary. And again, we kind of go very deep within Mm -hmm. each brand. So we Mm -hmm. do, you know, we act as a marketing leg and their personal branding and we're doing social and PR and newsletters and some And so um, it's been great to just kind of our our business model is not to kind of chase after 10 or 12 brands. It's let's work with our architecture for four or five, you know, really and just get in deep, go in really deep with them so that we can truly be brand groupies. Is our mantra. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. In it, you know. So, and I think it's it. There are so many different, um, you know, companies like architectural design. We have an, you know, a big commercial HVAC company, mm. uh, construction. So they all complement and work with each other. So it's a lot of uh-huh. real estate, press, commercial real estate, you know, umbrella. Mm-hmm. Business, business, you know, taking their and to Lauren, you know, of course. So Lauren started the PR division of brand groupies before it was really social rebranding and um and so you know it's just so interesting i always use the example of when she would promote fashion designers you know as the face of the brand and use all those angles and she's doing the same with c-suite leaders uh-huh it came so naturally that's honestly why i'm still doing pr 20 years in i always look at the people behind the brands you know, for fashion, I, I would always say, you know, like my 10-year-old could probably put, throw, you know, those clothes in the in a bag and, and send them off to Vogue. It was really getting the bigger feature stories and dissecting the angles that it got mm-hmm. me excited every day. And I still feel that way about our clients, you know, getting to know them and then their side hustles and their passions and what makes them unique and, and how have they been able to be so successful, you know, within the last however many years of their professional career and then how can we dissect that down and figure out how to how to make that into a compelling story for the media so that's oh, exciting to get to know that yeah i love that you've been able to find a way to continue to love what you're doing and to translate your skills and your know-how and the things you loved about one industry but you maybe you wanted to move away from the industry and just apply that to an industry that desperately needed you and you could make your mark, but it also excites you again. Um, that's, yeah. that's really cool to me. Cause I just, you know, I want everyone in our community to love their business yes. and I don't want them to go, to go down a path where in 10 years, they're going to hate what they're doing and say, why, why did I even go down this route? Yeah. It's not yeah. exciting to me. Sure. I think it's been interesting to see how we could take, you know, we had kind of, we were finished with fashion by the time we, you know, we, we finished and we always say, you know, if everything else doesn't work out, we could write a book about that someday <laughs> and all of our experiences. A tell-all. <laughs> I think <laughs> they're buried very deep back. I mean, you know, we could, we could dig that out as our backup plan, but yes. it's just been so much fun to kind of almost have a fresh start. And mm-hmm. I think you can probably hear it in our voice. We're so yes. enthusiastic and yes. passionate about our clients. I think that's the other thing, not only your business, but the people you work yeah. with, you know, the people yes. that you surround yourself with. And we, yeah. we've gotten to a point in our careers where we really, um, you know, we follow our guts and we- You're picky. We and we can pick and our clients. Pick yes. our yes. clients and yeah. we want to be surrounded by thing. huge, you know, great people, right? Yes. We've learned that lesson over and over again. Saying no. I wish I learned <laughs> yes. to say yes. no. How to say yes. Yes. Much yes, to no. <laughs> yes to no. Yes to no. Yes you'd be at these agencies we'd have oh so many clients and you you know you, the you a designer would call and you're like oh you know, yeah <laughs> you know, dreading like, that call 
we love, like I was telling Lauren, like a client called, I was like just finishing dinner with my family. Oh my God, it's, it's you know, so-and-so is on the, like I, I, we get excited because we're partners. Like we're not just a outsourced PR marketing firm. Like we are like in it with them. Like we mm-hmm. get excited, we celebrate our wins together and it's an energy and we want to surround ourselves with those types of, you know, partners. So that's why we're picky. We only, yeah. you know, have, um, you know, a couple of, uh, uh, big clients and, uh, and so much bandwidth to spread around. We very much wanted to be us. Yes. So, you know, mm-hmm. our approach is that we don't walk into the meeting and bait and switch you. You're, you're investing yeah. in us. Of course, we have awesome partners and great support yes. team. Um, but we want to, you know, we're, we're there doing the, the work every day. So we want to be excited when we get up in the morning. Yeah, I always say that it's like you become an extension of their team. And that's truly yes. what you guys are. That's like what your model is. And the passion that you have for the brands you can't or your um clients you can't fake that and you know so it's like you have to love that especially if you're going so deep and you're working so closely with them um and i i love what you said about saying no i mean that's a huge part of one of our programs the agency accelerator it's like you need to pay you said pay attention to your gut we talk all about that it's, it's an intuition that you hone as you've been doing this a long time. And you just know, like, this is not going to be a great experience for me. I don't care how much money they're going to pay me. It is not <laughs> worth it, especially because you guys yeah. are both moms. All the time. Here. We're moms. We're jumping You're moms. Yes. And, we, and our kids still want to hang out with us. You know, well, tell me how old your kids are, each of you. You have a 10-year-old, right? So you do. I have a, a, a 11, 11 and, and two 12. boys, 11 and 12. And I have nine. Okay. So we're right in the same guy. We're at nine and 12. So Okay. Yeah. I have, I'm i right there with you guys. I have you a nine-year-old boy and a uh, almost 10-year-old and almost 12-year-old boys. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Yes, you're right there. Oh, right there. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's like you want to cherish these moments while they still yes. want to actually spend time with I you. Know. You know, and I can feel my older one kind of pulling away a bit. And I'm like, yes, yes, I know. we're I the know. same. We can really, yeah. totally, totally. So, uh, yeah, if you are going to be doing this and working your tail off, you want to have it matter, not just for the income, but and loving what you're doing, but building up entrepreneurs you believe in and businesses yeah. that inspire you. So I love because that is so aligned with what I talk about in our program. So thank you for reinforcing that. Um, Question about this unique methodology that you've developed, SOPR, and it's like this fusion of social media and PR. Did I say that right? Because I was like, is it a word? Is it SOPR? But it's SOPR, right? Social PR, right? SOPR, you're right. And then social media and PR combined. Yeah. Yeah. And what does that look like? How did it kind of come about? Why is that the approach you landed on? How is it more effective than each of these kind of operating independently? Sure. Well, I mean, Carrie, <laughs> Carrie really coined the term. I think it's something we we had wrapped our head around mm-hmm. the concept almost before we came up with the name, before so Carrie came up with the name. And it came very organically. She had been, you know, working in the social space and branding, of course. And with then the I PR joined mindset, with a PR But I wasn't mindset. doing, you know, I, I just was focused on social and branding. Yeah. And then when I joined the team right before COVID, we added the PR component. We just immediately saw how, you know, the old method, I think, of hiring a social agency and hiring Mark, a PR agency. Right. And then a marketing agency to do your newsletter and 
uh, we were just very organically able to do all, check all of those boxes. And when I get great PR, it feels like, let's say, one press placement. It might be a client on a podcast, which is you know so hot right now, right? I feel like that's like the new version of what print was 20 years ago when we started. When we take that one podcast, Carrie can get three or four timestamps from one episode. And then she can do all sorts of creative on the social side with that. Mm -hmm. And we said, you know, if you're just investing in a PR agency or just investing in social, why not do both? Because then you really get the most bang for your buck. So it's about leverage. It's really about kind of leveraging the results on both sides. Yes, Yes. that's right. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, that's content. And you know, it's like, Laura, to the point where there's so much press and we're like, oh my, we have so much content <laughs> and it's, you know, the perception that their clients have is like, oh my gosh, you know, our clients are, are, they're always in the news and they're on this. And then, oh, I heard this, you know, even if it's the 30 second reel on yeah. Instagram, but it's like, they were quoted in the New York Post. So normally it would just be, oh, it was the New York Post. They were in the New York Post, but we're like, we did a mashup reel, like yeah. you know, the New York Post asked what is workplace etiquette coming back? Is it handshake, fist, fist oh, bump? Yeah. And we did a whole thing. And of who they ask, of course, our client, um, because and then the they're quote. the experts yeah. in workplace design. And so, you know, it's just taking that with a PR mindset and like really um, dissecting, dissecting it, it and, and getting it out there and just like wringing every single last bit of that content. Because, you know, Lauren put so much work into getting that, you know, interview said, yeah. and then the client did the interview. And you want to make sure you, like you said, get your bang for your buck and the, the ROI, you know, is awesome. Amplify as much as possible. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, so, okay. You are doing all the things, right? <laughs> so you, you're doing social, PR, branding, it's a lot. And you also really stress that it's all you guys. I mean, you do have team members that support you, but you're in the nitty gritty and you're really showing up for your clients. So, you know, what does the implementation look like in your business? And really, I want to know how you handle it all, because that's a lot. And um, it's could be a recipe for burnout, but clearly you're not feeling that way. You're just totally energized by the work you're doing. So what's your secret? Oh gosh! I don't know. I think we're always we are always, always trying to systemize every day. Yeah. So I just remember it was a year ago where we just making oh Lauren got you know oh so and so was quoted and I just wrote it down oh I should do a, a clip on one you know a story on that and now we have like content. you know content calendar and we mm-hmm. like the um you know a whole process of mm-hmm. you know how many posts per channel and this and that so we do have. Um, you know, we're always looking to evolve, you know, whereas before we thought, okay, you know, we need a social media person to do this, but what we're realizing, it's like, ugh, like the copy, there's the copy, there's the videographer, there's the, you know, the visuals, there's the key messaging that the client, you know, that PR, from a PR standpoint too, that we need to get across. So we, what we really believe in is um, really spending a lot of time in the very beginning of every year doing a strategy. You know, it's mm-hmm. a social and PR strategy. Mm-hmm. And we line it up so um, we are, we really have a guide for us that we can mm-hmm. follow. It's not just like, oh, what are we going to, you know, post? We do their brand pillars. We come mm-hmm. up with you know, their four pillars. And we really, you know, go deep on each one and make sure we're rotating that on their social channels. Um, you know, in every one. And, and really it's, um, and we are starting to, you know, we do have people who work for us as well, but um, always figuring out who mm-hmm. takes on what, what's the skill set 
Um, some clients were so deeply ingrained only, you know, we have to approve a lot of the yeah. posting, but um, we do have an, we have amazing creative partners too, that when we need some high level, you know, content, um, we lean on them. And so they know the direction, but at the end of the day, we're the gatekeepers, you know, like I really looking at every single post before it goes out. And mm. it's, um, but we, um, we've, we've laid down the strategy. So I feel mm -hmm. like we have it kind of in motion. Yeah. I, I think another flow working with clients that trust us, our clients yes. trust mm -hmm. us implicitly. And so at the beginning, while there's so much time spent getting to know them and their stories and the history of the brand and their future goals, after the first couple months, the handcuffs are off and we are just off and running. And that's what they're almost investing in when they invest mm -hmm. in the two of us and the brand groupies approach because they're busy professionals. They've got their own businesses to run and they know that that will maintain the integrity of the business. They can trust us to run from a PR perspective and a social perspective, and we'll reach out when we need them, which, you know, sometimes is yeah. three times a day and sometimes might be, you know, a little bit more spaced out. But at the end of the day, they know that we're, we're clicking away here, mm -hmm. even though we're not sitting in their office, we're almost acting as though we are their in-house team. Yeah, that's what it sounds well, like. I think that that's huge, having the trust that's... of our, our clients. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember we did a new business call with one with one potential client. She said, so you guys are available 24 seven to us. And we said, no, you know, we, of course we're, you know, we'll, we'll drop anything for you guys, but we're not, you know, it's on the it's weekends, B2B, it's not on the weekends. Yeah. We spend with our children we organize and organize ourselves, you know, we're so organized yeah. and we don't, we don't necessarily need to take that approach. I think so, so. And setting like, those I love it. You have to set those boundaries. Yeah. I yeah. just yeah. did a recent, smell yeah. whether things are a good fit or not based on a question like that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's that's definitely one of those glaring red flags. Yes. So, and that just comes from experience. And I think yes. that's like right. And you know, another secret is yeah. there's something about having 20 or more a year, two decades of experience that you can you can work efficiently. You can get things done. We have so much going on, like stored in our heads. Yeah. We have processes in place, but mm -hmm. we just work really symbiotically. I think yeah. because we've been through so many different experiences in our professional lives yes. um, that have set us up to be able to function you know, at a high rate. And I think Lauren nailed it um, with the fact that we can, we really can only work with clients who trust us. You yeah. know, we're, I remember in fashion, you had like five creative cooks in the kitchen, you know, uh. it was just like, you had to get this approval on this. And it just was so, so things are moving so fast. Like we have the, the full trust of our clients to just go and post and they trust us. And that gives us the freedom to just go, you know, all out. I mean, we, we never What is stopped. that, a train? <laughs> yes, oh, it's a train. Yes, yes, the train, train, train Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's real life. I'm like, where, what are we hearing? <laughs> so I think that's important. Whereas in the past, you might've had a lot of approval processes. Oh, I got a, mm -hmm. I got a client. Oh, they're not available. And there was a lot of red tapes. Whereas now, you know, especially so PR where it's like, Lauren's like, I got this. Here's a clip. Okay. I'm going to post it. Like we're like in real time. It's yeah. like, there's no, so we're, we feel like we work double. Yeah, <laughs> I don't we're know. So right? efficient. We're so efficient. So, yeah. Efficiency is because we can do that with our, our clients that trust us. Yeah. And those processes that you can't stress that enough mm -hmm. of, you know, these things are going to come in pretty consistently and you know that you have this opportunity to amplify and it shouldn't be a surprise every time what you're going to do or how long it's going to take or how you're going to carve up and use that piece of content over yeah. and over again so that you actually do get social media content out of the PR wins and yeah. 
what is the purpose of amplifying those? And do you just do it one time or do you do it multiple times in different ways? Because maybe someone didn't see that. And the way that you're doing it, it even gives them more credibility and visibility because the audience is seeing it multiple ways and they're thinking like, wow, you know, this is really prominent and this person has a very valued opinion and they're quoted and they're in the media and it's consistently happening. So it's really an awesome amplification strategy, but to have those checklists and processes in place, so you know exactly what you're doing with those pieces of content and I mean, that's why you work so well together because you ha- it seems like you have your very distinct roles and um, areas of expertise, but your overall values are perfectly aligned. Mm-hmm. So in terms of the running the business, there's shared vision and shared values, but then you go off with your own pieces of expertise to make each other better. You nailed That's it. That's great. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, put That's it in good. the marketing brochure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I love, I love it. All day long. All day long. We're, I mean, we're so, some I'm people so say, like, we're sitting, you know, we'll sit in a meeting and they're like, oh my gosh. Someone was like, oh my gosh, I'm just watching you two go back and forth. They're like, no, no, no. So like, and you're finishing each other sentences, which yeah. is, yes. We feel very grateful. Very blessed. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. Well, how many other members are there on the team? You said that there are like outside creative partners. um, Mm -hmm. And I would imagine you mentioned a couple different like video services. I'd imagine you have an amazing graphic designer on call to create assets. So how many team members do you have that are supporting you? And I'd imagine it changes too, depending on the client needs. Two other other brand group, you know, brand brand groupies on our team, social media Mm -hmm. and PR and um, more coordinator manager level. And then we have, you know, our video partner, um, our creative partner. We have our podcast producer partner. Mm-hmm. We have our media training partner, yes, <laughs> digital ad partner. We have a web know, developer. Web you know, developer. We, have, we, we kind of have such a, like a great kind of stock. And it's taken a while to really are... find the partners. Right, yeah. And, yes. you know, really be like, they just get it and they're, you know, have the same high high standards yeah. Yeah. it always ends up being people are, kind of who worked in the city yeah, that, that worked in this that have that new york city mindset that mindset like you it's like get right back customer yes. service yeah like, well we really have high to like keep aesthetic. what's next yeah. Exactly. so yeah you hold on tight to those people those are I your know. go-to's you know exactly it's like you speak the same language you don't have to go in detail about what you want you just say it and they get it Oh, exactly. it's the best exactly. when you find those gems exactly. like that. You just... It didn't happen overnight. No. So it's... Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah. you just mentioned your podcast. Tell me about your Brand Groupies podcast. How long have you guys been been uh, running your podcast? And like, what are your topics typically? Are you interviewing guests? You know, what can the audience expect to learn listening to the Brand Groupies podcast? Yeah, the podcast. So I, it's funny. I started it. Carrie was an OG. I said January 2018. Um, launched the Brand Groupies podcast. And I think it was because at the time, Brand Groupies was, you know, we were servicing smaller brands, restaurants and local businesses. And Mm -hmm. I was trying to help entrepreneurs since I had had my play space. And I, you know, was really trying to help them make right decisions. Oh, don't do, you know, I made so many mistakes when I had my own business um, and I wanted to help them with a marketing and PR uh, mindset. And I was so passionate about sharing their stories because 
I would I, I would see how awesome some of these um, entrepreneurs were, whether it was a restaurant owner or a, a coach, but yet their branding wasn't like, I'm like, oh my God, you're so amazing in person. But then I'd look on the website and I'd look at their social handles. I'm like, this You're is like, oh. no degree branding going on, yeah. you know, here. So I really loved hearing their stories. So, and I wasn't like someone who loved talking in public. You know, I, I can't believe that I actually did a podcast <laughs> when I first did it. And um, I just, I was just so passionate about it. So I said, I'm going to do a brand groupies podcast and in, invite different local entrepreneurs. And I just, I truly enjoyed it. It wasn't a moneymaker. It was like, this is something I just loved. It was great content for my social, right. you know, at mm -hmm. the time. And then um, it was, it was really just entrepreneurs locally. But then as the business changed and, you know, Lauren and I were really looking towards bigger companies because at, at the end of the day, um, we wanted to scale the business and, you know, we yeah. really wanted to grow and we want to remain small boutique agency, but, um, you know, we couldn't, we couldn't say yes to every mom and, you know, pop in, in the neighborhood. So we wanted to use the podcast as kind of a vehicle to still tell their stories and, and things like that. Mm -hmm. And it's actually morphed into now what excites us is more brand leaders because we were thinking, you know, what real, how are we helping our audience? And before it was all our local county, you know, entrepreneurs, people um, in the area like love listening to it. Local, right? like local celebrities, right? Like local celebrities. Yes, right? the best coffee, you know, franchise best in the area, owner. the real estate yeah. leaders, and people loved it. But we really had a, you know, as marketers, you're like, all right, who's our audience? And this is not now aligning with our, our agency now. So right. that's why we um, transition to now um, talk to brand leaders, other brand groupies, people behind the brands, whether creative, um, marketers, authors, who can um, share tips to entrepreneurs, like what are you spending? What are you focused on You know, for the next year as far as marketing goes? What are you doing? You know, video and how are you doing that? Where are you putting your dollars? Mm -hmm. And um, really helping um, inform and give value to um, to entrepreneurs and fellow branding people and marketing uh, industry folks. So it's been It's been fun. We've fun. been calling it a, the backstage series. The backstage right? series, yes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Like, how is the sausage made from the yes, exactly. experts themselves? Yeah. Horror stories. Yes. But things that, you know, that's our area. We get so excited. Like, we laugh and people are like, what books are you reading? And we're, it's all like, marketing. you know, marketing, brands. Like, we love, we can eat up all of yes. that. Yeah. <laughs> Same. A romance novel. Uh, exactly. <laughs> In forever. Um, so we get so excited. And, and for us, too, it is constant learning. And I remember thinking, oh, gosh, I don't want to have a social media agency i don't want to be a social media expert because you have to it's like you have to be on yeah. um every day but as i was you know as you're working in it every day you're like wow i i um i you know you i don't say you can say an expert because what the point is like you're always learning you have to yes. always be learning you know so i think having all these guests on it's also like an exchange. Oh, what are you doing? What are you, you know, we always have to be, we love collaborating yes. and learning and, like and applying yes. to our client strategies because you can never sit still. Like in this industry, yeah. it's like you have to be constantly hungry for what's what's next. Yeah. Um, and of course, social media is evolving all the time. So you have to stay on top of that. One thing that you mentioned that I'd love to ask you about in a little more detail if you're willing to share is that transition that you made from supporting those smaller local businesses and then deciding when it was time to scale it meant you know fewer bigger 
clients. And I'd imagine that leap was um, it probably included higher retainers and you had to jump from, you know, a local mom and pop shop retainer is is not anything compared to what you're doing now. How did that feel or what were some of the was it easy for you to do that? Were there any mindset challenges with going from, you know, let's say a $1,500 a month retainer to a $15,000 a month? Retainer? Like, what do you have to do to step into that role and say, this is who we are and we're worth it? Sure. You know? That was such a great question. We could talk. I mean, it was always I love it. trying to figure out and what made that, you know, switch. And that was hard. And I think I was always frustrated because I'm so used to get, you know, we're both so used to giving 200% and with small retainers, I was like, and you could do this and that, but I could, you know, it was like, I can't give 50%. Like we got to do this or not. it's all or nothing. And, and that yeah. would be frustrating for me. And, you know, with small budgets, I'd go way above and beyond. They the couldn't day. implement all of the things no. you were recommending. And it was just frustrating. Cause I, you know, I could see so much potential. There's all, you always see the potential. And then what we did, we started, I think it was the big break was when, um, you know, a friend, a fellow dad at um, my, my children's school his, uh, became the president of Mancini Duffy, an architecture firm, Christian Giordano. And he said, I want to rebrand. I want to rebrand. And I said, well, I can do your web, you know, we can redo your website. And so I came in doing his website. And then remember looking at the social and I said to my husband, I'm like, oh, I could really do a bet, you know, better job. And he's like, do you think you could do it? And I was like, yeah, but I was like, but I don't do social, you know, and that's when I proposed to him. I said, you know, I'd like to do your social too. And he gave me the opportunity. Yeah. And I think, you know, then doing that, I realized, oh, you know what? Retainers are really good. Retainers <laughs> help no. <laughs> and, you know, I had business before. I should know cash flow is like, if you don't, you know, your cash yeah. flow is number one. So I think just, you know, getting a taste of a retainer fee, you know, yes. was awesome because I was doing websites and, you know, then he referred us to uh, the HVAC company and I'm like, oh, we're going to rebrand. We rebranded the whole company. It was like project fees. But then I was like, well, we, when's the next rebrand going to yeah, come around? Yeah. The thing is, my, my goal for starting Brand Groupies was having a company culture. I wanted like a small team. I want to have fun. We wanted like just like all about the um, collaboration yeah. and that. And I said, and then, you know, I was still by myself making these small retainers. So I think the drive was to say, ooh, how can we make um you know more money and have a retainer fee and i have to say and then lauren came and started freelancing and honestly it is about the people i said uh, yeah. and then lauren, things happened and yeah. i said how am i going to continue working with lauren because this uh -huh. is magical oh, and so that's magical. when i was just like i am gonna do anything like we i have to pay her a full-time salary she's leaving her <laughs> VP position in Manhattan, uh, how am I going to pay her a full-time salary? So literally took a risk and said to my two clients at the time, I'm going to open a PR division. I got a PR director. <laughs> and I, that was a huge risk, but I wow. wanted to work with Lauren so bad. And I knew we had so much potential together and they signed the, they both of them signed the contracts yeah. within two months. And I think it was just the trust that, you know, you had, had been built. built. Yeah with them and i took a lauren and i really never yeah. worked together no. you know before yeah and it was also coming from fashion to architecture yeah. 
And I just knew we could nail, I knew it. And I, I just, we felt so confident and that gave us the confidence. I think after we had that, we said, wow, we could do this. And then what happened was our clients kept giving us more work. Our <sighs> other ones said, can you do my newsletter? Love it. And then Love our- it hired us to do his personal brand so we managed his linkedin and we launched a podcast for him and they keep giving us like more and more responsibility which is the best compliment and i think um, i think it was that i i needed to find i think lauren was a big impetus in in really um taking that jump it's at risk and also Mm -hmm. valuing your worth because i think in the past yes I would, yes, I, I said, oh, I didn't do social. I'll just charge this. Meanwhile, I had so many years of experience. I know, and, yes. You know, and then you would hire people under me to do some social accounts. This was yeah. like before the architecture firm. And, um, you know, it, I was just like, oh, I could, why can't I do you this do too? Yeah. You know, you figured it so out. figured yeah. it out. So I think yeah. it's, it's also the people. And when you find people who you want to work with, like we have some people now, we're like, yeah. okay. How are we going to? We want to do we, more because we want to get them. We want them to join more, our team right? and just to, and we moved into a new office. And we wanted a fun office. Like I yeah. think it's like so. That's why we have a white background. Actually, yeah. <laughs> normally we just moved the other day. But yes, next so time we'll have a fun back. That was the ultimate. And then COVID hit, and it was yes. you know things happened. My- we actually signed our first COVID. Um, our first client two weeks before COVID on March first, twenty twenty. Our first yeah. PR client. And then on March 13th, everything shut down and we looked at each other from across our screens because we couldn't sit in the office together. And we said, all right, we're just going to make this work. You know, I was yeah. brand new and we figured it out. We figured it and out. It's been honestly so much, so great ever since. Yes. And very fortunate. Yeah, but it takes time. And I it think it's patience. And we actually said no to a lot of clients this year because we were holding out for the right partners. We want, you know, four or five big companies. And, you know, that's... We did. That's Honestly, since it. the I mean, impetus of COVID, we yeah. really stuck to our guns and yeah. no so many times and followed our gut to say that mm-hmm. didn't feel right. I don't think they're mm-hmm. the right partner for us. And yes. the money was tempting, but not tempting mm-hmm. enough to get us to say no. We just yes. followed. Yeah. And at the end of the year, we're seeing that start to pay off. Pay and that's off. exciting yeah. as we head into 2022. True growth, you know? Yeah, I love that. That's how we do it too. And it's really scary at first. And I try to tell our community, you have to just trust when you have a clear vision and you have a direction you want to go in. It makes those decisions so much easier. It makes the nose very clear. And it is still scary, but you know that you're carefully crafting this path for your business and it does pay off over time. So... Um, I loved hearing that. And I also just kind of last question. Um, it, uh, you know, so for Lauren, I guess, was it really scary to leave a, obviously like a VP role and a VP salary and leap into the unknown? I would imagine you had so much faith in Carrie and yeah, like what was that like? And, you know, like, how did you no, tell I, your no, husband? I, I grew up, like, I always say, like, I grew up with my, I feel like I grew up, like, in Pennsylvania for, like, before I was 18. And then I grew up through college and with that mm-hmm. whole crew of people mm-hmm. for the second phase of my life. And so I had this inherent trust in Carrie, and she's such a contagious, she is just the best yes. person you could ever meet. She has such Aww. contagious energy, Aww, the so kindest sweet. heart. And um, I just felt so lucky that she would even consider me. And it was mm-hmm. a massive risk. My agency shut down very suddenly in January of 2020. One night I'd been there for 14 years and they closed the doors and everybody was <gasps> left with nothing. Pre-COVID. Um, yeah, pre-COVID. Wow, and I had- what happened there? 
Oh, it's such a lot. That could be another podcast. Episode. Oh my God. This <laughs> is like <laughs> a tell all. Um, yeah. But I had several opportunities, several clients in the fashion world that I had been either pitching or that had been my clients reached out to see if I would work with them directly and start something on my own. And then there was another agency that was opened. And honestly, it happened on a Friday night at seven o'clock. And I thought about it all weekend. And on Sunday, I called Carrie and I said, I want to try to figure out a way to try to make this work. And I love it. I think yeah. six weeks we had signed our first PR client and we just put our, our heads down yeah. and we took a risk and we made it work. And and I just, you know, sometimes you just have to do that and it's scary. But I think, again, it just goes back to following your gut and working with mm-hmm. good people and surrounding yeah. yourself with positive energy and, you know, all those kind of cheesy things that yes. I think are really true. No, <laughs> it's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. I mean, you spend more time. Yeah. It's possible you guys spend more time together than you do with your yeah. family. So you yeah. have to like, I know. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And life is short. You want to really enjoy exactly. it. I packed my bags. Yeah. I took my kids on vacation. We headed to Puerto Rico. And then when I came back, we did a bit of a reset and we just got to work. So got to work. Honestly, that's yeah. what I was working for, I think, all those years. I can't yeah. wait to get out of there. Everything happened yeah. for a reason. Yeah. Um, you, you could look at that as a huge negative or look at it like a kick in the pants to – Yes. Your own yeah, thing. I just from a meeting where we had a big conversation, a new client meeting, a big conversation about that. Yeah. You, know, you see them as opportunities or mm-hmm. you can follow on them and just be yeah. with them. Yeah, it's all perspective. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Oh, well, you guys, I love chatting with you. I, your energy. People always tell me I have insane energy. And I'm yeah, like, I energy. Energy. You have such we good energy. Hang out. Yes. I wish you were on the other coast. I know. Welcome. Used to come see yes. you on the West Coast. Yes. I know. Come, come hang out. The weather's great. We'd love to have oh. you. It'd be so fun to oh. hang out with you guys. Um, we can oh. also just kind of chat like this. And, yes. you know, yes. maybe I'll come on your show. I think I might be. Yes, coming you, on are. you are. You are. Yes. That is going to be a fun interview with Awesome. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much for sharing more about your journey to develop brand groupies, come together, and just find your passion and find where you guys fit together. It's almost like this perfect puzzle. So it's really, really cool to hear your story. And how can people find you guys online? What um, What's the best way to connect with you and stay in touch? So brandgroupies.com, B-R-A-N-D, okay. groupies. And then um, Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn. Um, all, the, all the places. Yes, yes, all, all, the, all the places. And, you know. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Lauren, Carrie, thank you so much for being on Pitching Powerhouse. We really appreciated the opportunity. This was awesome. Awesome. Yeah, good chatting. Thank Thank you. you. Take care. Bye.